A place for unscripted conversations on life and faith. Join us as we discuss what it looks like when Jesus turns our lives upside down. Welcome to the Upside Down Podcast. We are so glad that you're here. This is our first ever episode and we are five ladies from across the country and we are eager to chat today. So uh, first we're going to talk about kind of how this all came to be. I am Kayla and I live here in Iowa. And um, how did guys, how did we all get to know each other? Well, I found you and Lindsay both on Instagram. Um, and Lindsay emailed and invited me to be in a writing group that she was putting together. And I knew Lori, I had found her through Shannon Martin's blog. Um, and then in the writing group, I met Christy. So that's how I got connected to everyone. Right. And I, I met Christy just super briefly at um, an influence conference a couple years ago. And then we were in um, a larger writing group together. And then we kind of, we were talking, right, Christy? Mm -hmm. Like, what would it look like if we had like a smaller group of writers that were kind of like-minded? And then Lori just reminded me, actually, I have spent some time trying to figure out how did I find Lori way back when? But um, I wrote a church planting, 31 days of church planting series about three years ago uh, with the Nestor's 31 days series. And Lori is also a church planter. She's also in North Carolina. And so I think we connected over that. And I know that was, it was one of those things where I would read her church planting stories and they resonated so much with me that I feel like I was sitting around waiting for her to post again. And then Lindsay, I knew of you. I can't remember how. We but, all just knew of Lindsay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Lindsay is just known. Um, no, 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 no. And then Shannon, I think I connected with you through the writing group. So it's been really fun to see this all come together. Yeah. And it's kind of been a while in the making. We have been kind of praying about it and been intentional about it for a few months now. And for those of us who like to kind of share our lives online, I feel like we've done a really good job about mulling it over and kind of ruminating that on it and not just sharing it. But it's kind of hard not to. So I'm excited we're doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we decided to call our podcast the Upside Down Podcast. And it's because we like gymnastics. Right? <laughs> it was during the Olympics. And we all we saw all some moon battles and thought, let's do that. So, Christy, you proposed upside down. What made you think of that? Well, we were throwing around a, a, a lot of really good options. And I think what made me stick with that as the one I threw out there is that when I, as I've gotten to know this group better, I see a group of women who are living in different places, living unique callings, but very clear callings. And I feel like each person is living in some ways really mundane, day-to-day, we all do the things, lives. But there's something a little bit unexpected about each person's situation. And so that when I think of living in God's kingdom and living the Christian life, it's that upside downness, that kind of unexpectedness. And I think when I think about the message that I want people to know about the Christian life, it's that it is an unexpected life. It's not this continuation. It's a breaking in. And 
that Jesus comes in and turns things on their heads. And I think that's probably as we do more in-depth introductions, I know that there's going to be that point in every person's story where it starts out and said, I thought this is what was going to happen. And then Jesus broke in and this is what happened. And so I threw the upside down podcast out there and we had a couple uh, hesitations because Kayla had just finished watching Stranger Things. <laughs> and we were like, like oh. a good pastor's wife does. Well, I just finished it too, <laughs> weeks and weeks later. And so I, I get it. We can talk more about that in a minute. But uh, so, no, this is not a podcast about Stranger Things, um, although we may talk about it some. Um, it's about living the Christian life, living in the unexpected, living in the. Um, in a, in a world where the values have been completely flipped upside down in a world, right. <laughs> what comes to mind for the rest of you? Why did you like, why did you like my crazy idea? <laughs> um, I loved it, uh, because when I think of Jesus, like, even if you just look at how he came, he was born to a pregnant teenage single mom. He was a Middle Eastern, he was poor, he was a Jewish refugee, you know, he was brown-skinned, he was all of those things. So even, like, just the starting point of his life is the exact opposite of how most of us just humans thinking about if I were to be a king, or if someone was to be a king, how would they enter into their kingdom? It's the exact opposite. And then, obviously, you look at his life, and he lived his entire life on the margins of society doing things that people did not understand. And so that's why I... still don't understand. And we still don't, (laughs) right? We still don't understand. But that's why I gravitated to the name as soon as Christy threw it out. Yeah. And what about you, Shannon? Oh, you know, I've always loved this kind of subversive train of Christianity, of making choices that seem foolish in the eyes of the world and mm-hmm. kind of taking the taking the lower road or the like you said the the unexpected road and and seeing how that can actually become a place of great fruitfulness um, and beauty and and I think there's just something really attractive about seeing someone totally check out of of this culture of upward mobility and success and wanting more and more and more and to see someone just flip it all upside down like we see Jesus do. And I think that's what he calls us to enter into with him. And I've just, I've always been kind of crazy about that. Well, I can speak to the fact that I have not always been crazy about it. And I actually um, (laughs) abhorred the thought of it, actually. And I just think in the last five years, I have come to this realization that the, the more I want to hang on to the perfect Christian box that I grew up in, in and um, the ministry that Dad and I did when we first got married was so cookie cutter and so in the box. And I longed for that because it was comfortable. And I think, you know, in, in our obedience to move to Rocky Mount to do out-of-the-box ministry, it was this this slowly breaking down of the kingdom that I had created for myself mm. and to to just accept the invitation of this kingdom that makes no sense to me. And every, it's an everyday occurrence that I will say, I'll feel the, the Holy Spirit prompts me to do something or say something or walk down the street. And I just think this makes no sense. 
what am I doing? And <laughs> Shannon, you are right. And Lindsay is right. And it's, it is becoming attractive to me. It is, it is becoming this adventure of every day I wake up and, and the sky is the limit. And I don't know what my day holds, but I know the answer is yes. So whoever mm. comes to my door, whoever crosses my threshold, whoever makes a phone call, the answer is yes. And that's so countercultural. It's so yeah, it uh, not who I am, not who I am hardwired to be. Yeah, I love that, Lori. And I think I actually have a book. It's called The Upside Down Kingdom. I bought it at a thrift store because I thought, oh, that looks neat. And I bought it like two years ago. And it's <laughs> really, it's like Brady Bunch font, you guys. <laughs> like, looks like my grandma's curtains. Like, it's, it's, it's a thing. But so it's from the 70s. It's written by Donald Crabo, but it's so good. There's so much goodness. And I pulled it out as I was thinking about it. And he says, we don't have, because to me, the upside down kingdom is the gospel of grace, right? It's kind of this, yeah. this totally different way of living. And he says, we don't have two gospels. We don't have a spiritual and a social gospel, a salvation and a social justice gospel. Instead, we have a single integrated gospel of the kingdom. And this gospel fuses social and spiritual realities into one. Mm -hmm. Jesus binds the spiritual and social into an inseparable whole. And I just love that. Amen. I feel like that could have been written this week. Right. Like for this week in response to this week. And so it's pretty encouraging that it was written a while ago. It is. Yeah. So who would you guys say, as we're talking, you know, we're, we're women, obviously all of us are women, all of us are believers. Who is this podcast for? Who, who is welcome here to listen? I think, I think anybody who is feeling this nudge of the Holy Spirit, that there's more of this life than what they're currently experiencing. I think this is the kind of place you'd want to come where your questions are safe. You're going to hear honest conversation about women who struggle to be obedient and they struggle in their calling and yet they are willing to share the hard things, you know? So yeah, that's who I would think. I think that's so true that the struggle part, like we're not just a bunch of people who have figured it out and now we're going to mm-hmm. talk about it. <laughs> oh, show. Mm-hmm. I have this picture in my head. I have a lot of pictures in my head, but I'll explain that in a, in a few minutes a little bit more, but one of the, I'm a visual, <laughs> think, I'm, I'm a visual thinker. And so I have this, as I have kind of stepped into more places of discomfort where there's more on the line personally and professionally because of what God has called me to, I have this picture of me holding God's hand. I can't explain what God's hand looks like because I don't know that there's actually anything tangible there, but like, I feel like a little kid, I have three daughters and I think that I picture myself like I see them when we're walking somewhere and I'm holding their hand and they're looking up at me going, am I doing this right? Like sort of that I'm moving forward. I'm trying to be brave. I'm trying to be wise. I'm trying to be courageous, but I cannot do this without your guidance. So I'm finding that balance every step. And I think, um, as we, as women, what I'm starting to think they're starting to see is as you kind of move toward your thirties and beyond, that's when I feel like the courage really kicks in and then in a different way and the wisdom starts to come to balance that you've got some street cred, you know, but so you're, so we're like, I feel like I walk differently 
but I'm still, I feel also more like I know that I'm God's child and I know that he's leading me and I know that I do not, I don't want to take a step without him, but I know that those steps are going to require courage. So it's this picture of that sort of childlike faith that he describes. I can feel that. And it's so humbling because what I want, the faith that I want to have is like on like a, on a horse galloping on the beach or something like that. I just don't have that. I have this like timid faith where I'm trying. And I think that there are probably a lot of other women out there who, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't describe it exactly the same way, but who are kind of in that place in life, maybe because they're around the same age, maybe because they're doing similar things. Maybe, maybe we have nothing of nothing in common in those areas, but that feeling of stepping out in faith, cautiously not knowing really what's going to happen, but knowing that you're held. Um, those are people that I think would find encouragement in hearing people say, you're not the only one we're doing this too. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of power just in the me too, you know, and being able to share your story or your experience and, or for someone else to share that with you and just hear that like, yeah, me too. Um, in other people's stories. And I think I encounter a lot of women, online who like Lori said they're hungry and they they want something but they're not quite sure what that looks like and I just I for I guess I'm an includer and like I don't want anyone to feel alone and I don't want anyone to feel like they're out there by themselves and so I think just being able to be that encourager and be that cheerleader and like has already been said it's not because we have it figured out but it's because we don't want to go it alone um and we've seen we've seen God move and we know that he is moving and just being able to stand in that power of the me too and having the courage to move forward together into what God has for us absolutely is there anything else that you ladies want to add I think someone touched on this, but I just wanted to say, too, our hearts are are really for it to be a safe place to dialogue about hard topics, especially topics that are that carry consequences socially and within our faith or within our families and how our our working out of our faith affects our families. But I think we represent kind of a spectrum of different women, different types of ministry, and even different denominations. And I just, I think that there is a little, a little something for everyone, but it probably will even lean towards people who are really interested in, in the more of God, like, like someone said, and people who are, who are really trying to, to figure out a lot of these a lot of the implications of living a life of radical faith, whatever that looks like, but within the society that we live in. Mm, I agree. Yeah. So we kind of, we started it like we were talking about before. All of us are writers. All of us have have a blog or have blogged. All of us have our hands and feet in some sort of uh, ministry capacity. Why did we start the podcast? So why why did we feel like this was something that maybe, you know, we like listening to podcasts, but maybe for th- this specific individual podcast wasn't out there yet. So why, what's our why? What can we tell our, our people out there? I think for, for myself, I think I really wanted a safe place to have a conversation about hard things. And I wanted to be able to ask it in community so that I could have different people with different perspectives weigh in and encourage me or correct me or set me on the right path or give me a book to read that I wouldn't have considered reading. And mm-hmm. I needed that for myself. And so I know if I need it, other mm-hmm. women need it too. Mm-hmm. 
I think I had considered a couple different podcasting opportunities over the last year and a half or so. And the thing that made me really want to stick with this and see it through and get it going is that I look at this group and I know that I have so much to learn. And I was just going to say that, Christine. Yeah. With every question that comes, I'm excited to hear about what other people have to say more than I'm excited to answer myself. And I also, I love kind of like we were just saying, I, I do like that this is a group of women from different backgrounds with different individual callings, but we all come under kind of back to that kingdom idea. Like we're all daughters of the king. We're all living out the Christian life and it looks different and we can learn from each other and we are sisters living hundreds of miles apart from each other, but we can sit and learn from each other here. And there are plenty of other podcasts where I can sit and learn things But to be part of one whose intention, like Lori was just saying, is to come together and talk about hard things within this context where I know that I'm going, like the wisdom that I see in the group is really exciting to me. Right. And I just love the idea of merging faith into life and that, you know, faith isn't just something that's designated for Sunday. Like faith is is who we are and it's what we live and it kind of isn't everything that we do. It's in all things. Mm -hmm. I did it because of peer pressure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We were like, we're not doing this without you. Lindsay. You're like, okay. (laughs) But in all honesty, since we're going to be honest, I kind of got tired. I love podcasts. So let me preface with that. But I did kind of get tired a few months ago of kind of the Christian celebrity podcast world and like hearing the same person because they just released a book or you know whatever on three to five different podcasts that were coming up in my feed so I think just the idea of having like you guys have already said really honest conversations and hard conversations and not being focused on who's the next Christian celebrity that we need to interview and I will yeah, give a quiet amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> no one in this group can get famous because then we're going to kick you out. <laughs> it's ironic that Lindsay says it because she was the one that we all knew. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I also, I feel like something we talked about is we want to dive into the hard, but we also know that there's so much joy and laughter and lightness that comes in the life of faith as well. Mm-hmm. So I think that was something we talked about. We want the podcast to, you know, it's real, it's real life. And sometimes we're going to talk about what we're binging on Netflix and the latest, you know, deal we got at the store. And sometimes it's, you know, we're talking about hard stuff like uh, race and what's going on in the news. You know, I think that faith affects everything. It affects what we buy. It affects what we wear and the lens of how we, how we view things. So yeah. Well, I am going to go ahead and introduce Lindsay, who is, as we said, she's kind of a celebrity to all of us. So (laughs) Lindsay, go ahead. Oh gosh. I've been married. My husband and I are celebrating our 11th anniversary in a couple of weeks. His name is William Wallace, which most people don't forget because of Braveheart. <laughs> yep. We have five kiddos. They are currently eight, eight, seven, six, and four. So, as people like to tell me, I have my hands full. Oh. And <laughs> <laughs> I feel um, 
Yeah. So uh, we two of our kids came the old-fashioned way. Two of my sons were adopted through foster care, and then our daughter was adopted internationally. So we kind of did it all, but our friends who've known us for the past 11, 12 years like to tease us because when we got engaged, we actually didn't want to have kids at all. Uh, so they think that's a funny thing to tease us about now because, of course, we have more than most of, of our friends. We live in inner city Miami and been here for not quite a year. So we are um, full-time missionaries with a Christian order among the poor called Interchange. And so that sounds really weird and elusive, but it really just means that we commit to certain values and to live in certain communities. So there's about 17 different teams all over the world uh, living in marginalized communities. So that's where we live. And I homeschool our kids and I do write at lightbreaksforth.com and trying to think of another random interesting fact be my favorite vehicle of all time that I drove was a Volkswagen Westfalia bus that was older than I was (laughs) and I lived out of it for about eight months one time so like my husband's dream yeah it's still kind of my dream (laughs) but not as realistic with five kids oh and you have kind of an interesting place that you're podcasting from right now yeah so we have really horrible internet so I'm at a friend's who they airbnb their place and no one's here right now so I'm (laughs) considering just staying the night so that I have a whole whole bed to myself yeah yeah so Lori tell us about you Well, I'm Lori, and I have a sweet little husband named Thad, and we've been married for 16 years, and we met in college. We got married while we were in college, and we have six kids, aged uh, 15 to 6, and uh, life is really busy and crazy, and we live in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina, which is not in the mountains. It's near the eastern part of the state, and we live... Like on the on the right side of the wrong side of the tracks, if that makes any sense. Like the, the railroad tracks run about a block from our house, and we live in a marginalized community. And um, my husband is, we've done vocational ministry for most of our life, but five years ago we felt led to move to Rocky Mount and plant a church. And in planting that church, we assumed that we'd plant a church that would reach our neighbors And what we quickly realized was that God had invited us to reach our neighbors and he would plant a church (laughs) from that. You know, he'd build his church from our neighborhood. So we Mm -hmm. actually have a little church that's about a block from our, most of our neighborhood and we can walk there. Our neighbors will walk and that's all we do. We plant a church. We love our neighbors. My husband works a full-time job, which is kind of unique. We say he's bivocational, but that implies he gets a salary from our church, which he does not. <laughs> so he works the job we tent make. And I stay home and I babysit my niece and nephew and I'm just present in my community. And I'm a writer. Not uh, just present either, Lauren. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm present. I'm super present here. It's like saying and, I'm uh, just president of the United States. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so I do write. I'm a blogger, and I've been blogging for four, four and a half years, and it feels like not that long at all. I feel like I just got started because I didn't read blogs until I started blogging. And so I have 
just recently begun to call myself a writer because that's what I am. And um, <laughs> I'm also a public school advocate, which is ridiculous because we did homeschool for seven years and I'm still homeschooling my youngest one. And I'm super passionate about the public school system. And we are, my family practices radical hospitality, meaning that we are firm believers and that what we have is to be shared. And so if someone needs a place to stay for the night or a week and the opportunity arises that we are commanded to say yes, you know, so we do that. And that always kind of revs up the crazy in the house (laughs) because, because of where our neighborhood is, we have a lot of kids here a lot. And so when I say a lot, we, we can have 25 or 30 kids playing basketball here all the time. So it's mass chaos and we absolutely love it. So yeah, it's great. We love living here. And um, I'm going to introduce you guys to my friend Shannon Evans. And I think Shannon is awesome. I met Shannon at She Speaks over the summer. It was our first face-to-face connection. And she is exactly who I thought she would be. Except better. I think she's better. So I love her. Oh my gosh. Best intro ever. I'm Shannon Evans and I have been married to my husband, Eric, for, we just had our 10 year anniversary and we have three kiddos. Our first was adopted from Uganda and he was almost one when we brought him home and he is now six and a half. And then we have a two and a half year old and a four month old that um, I gave birth to in May. So the the youngest two are biological and they're all boys, which is kind of funny because my whole life I like dreamed of having girls and I like came up with these girl names and I just (laughs) always knew that I was going to have these little girls and then God gave me like this little wolf pack of boys and it's awesome. (laughs) It's so fun. So let's see. I... About us, let me see. Okay, we were, we got married and we spent a year at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City working little rinky dink jobs and doing a lot of praying in the prayer room. A couple years later, we moved to Indonesia um, as missionaries with our non denominational church and we were there for a little over, well, I guess not quite two years. And we had you know, the little house in the community with the squatty potty and no hot water and (laughs) like no shower and like a bucket bath. And so the whole nine yards and, and it was a really rich experience. And then we, when we adopted Ali, Ali our oldest, when we came back to the States on our way back actually. And then in the next few years, the Lord actually led us to the Catholic church. So we became Catholic and I love being Catholic, and but I think my favorite part is getting to be kind of getting to fill this really unique hole that exists between the Catholic and the Protestant churches. And so it's super fun for me to get to introduce my friends to each other and, and to find out, oh, this Catholic friend is reading Lori Harris's blog, and that makes me so excited, or mm-hmm. um, just being able to kind of break down some of the barriers that have been built up over the generations between the two. So that's really exciting for me. The last place we lived in Texas, we were a part of a Catholic worker house. And for those not familiar, that was was a movement started by Dorothy Day in the earlier part of the 1900s or middle part, I guess. And um, basically it's, 
it's founded on several different principles. I won't go into it all there, but but when we were there, we were really focusing on hospitality, and so we had a lot of different people living with us at different times, and it was a really beautiful season of my life. And then last summer, we moved to Iowa, so we're here in Ames, yeah. Iowa, with Kayla's up north, um, <laughs> and I'm here just trying to figure out what what it looks like to to follow the call of God in sort of a more mundane type of life. So that's where I am right now. And sorry, I forgot <laughs> I was supposed to I was supposed to introduce Christy. Um, I am so jealous of Christy because she lives in the amazing town of Asheville. <laughs> Christy, tell do. us about yourself. So continuing the trend, my husband's name is Duff. D-U-F-F, like the cake guy or the MTV VJ. Or what about Homer Simpson's beer? Or the beer from The (laughs) Simpsons. Yep. Somebody sent him a a Duff beer hat when we were dating. So we've been married for eight years, and we have three little girls. I'm kind of on the opposite side as (laughs) Shannon. I always thought I would have boys, and I have three girls. Our oldest is almost seven and our middle one is five, and our youngest is two and a half. So there are a lot of words in our house all the time. I know boys talk a lot too, but it is just nonstop, and we love it. Um, I met my, my husband is about, he's almost nine years older than me. We met um, in Columbia, South Carolina, which is not where I'm from, if you can tell by my accent. I'm from mostly from Indiana, so I had moved down to Columbia Met this associate pastor at a big church. Never thought he would date me, and he did. (laughs) I said, I don't think he'll date me until January, and we started dating in like July or August. So we met there. He was an associate pastor. We were there for a couple years. We had our first daughter there. I was doing some youth ministry and then kind of transitioned out of that when we got married and was doing some stuff with the women and that kind of thing. And so about three years into our marriage, we were kind of looking for the next thing and church planting had been on our radar. We did not want to do it in our first year of marriage because we felt like, you know, everybody says it's a really hard year. It turns out it wasn't super hard for us, but so we kept kind of putting it on the back burner that there are a couple people who really kept pursuing us to consider it. So we did, and we thought we were moving one place. I was convinced I was pregnant with our second daughter and was saying things like, oh my gosh, God's plan is so beautiful and full circle and redemptive and he writes these amazing stories and we're going to be moving to this place, which I always wanted to go. And instead, um, in one meeting, one interview for this job in Asheville, he completely turned both of our hearts and we ended up um, leaving that meeting fully confident that what we needed to do was move up to Asheville. The thing was, this kind of there are lots of different kinds of church plants. I'm sure we'll get into that later, but this is the kind we said we would never do, which is <laughs> called a parachute yes. plant. Yep. It's called a parachute because you are likely to die now because <laughs> you, or you at just, least feel like you are. Right. You always feel like you are because it's about as much fun as jumping out of an airplane. No, because you jump in, you, you're, it's like you drop in, you don't have a core group there waiting for you. It's basically you start with your family, you're on the ground and you build a core group. So we thought that sounded like a terrible idea, but then that's what we ended up doing. And so we've been here for, it'll be six years in May. It has not been easy. It's been the thing that I think, I think it'll be a pretty defining thing for the, for my life. Things are going pretty well now and we're super 
thankful for that. Let's see. I recently started working for a Christian publishing company as well. So I'm an acquisitions editor for PNR Books, and I work with women's titles. So um, that's been really fun as a writer to now be an editor feels like I have this sort of inside scoop, uh, like I'm going behind the scenes or something. I guess I am. So, but it's just been, I've been doing this for four months. It's like the most fun thing in the world for me to work with writers, either who have submitted their work or who I have contacted to ask them to submit a proposal and talk through the process with them and, you know, kind of walk alongside somebody and say, Hey, let's make this book. Let's make me your book baby a reality. So that's been really fun. I blog at andbabiesdon'tkeep.com. That's from a poem called Song for a Fifth Song for a Fifth Child. Um, the last line oh, says, Settle down, cobwebs, dust go to sleep. I'm rocking my baby and babies don't keep. And you know, the obli- obvious implication there is be present, enjoy these little years. They're not gonna last forever. Don't worry if your house is messy, which I, I never do. It always is. But the other side of that for me was Hey, don't forget that these years aren't going to last forever and you can be doing things now to prepare yourself for where you hope to be at the end of that. Lastly, Asheville is, has been beer city USA, like for several out of the last five years. So one (laughs) of the things that has come out of that is that I am pretty snobby about beer and like more than coffee, more than really anything else. So that's nice. kind of my yeah, <laughs> my last little thing. We go out of town and we're like, oh, what are these people drinking? No, no um, beer for you. I know, right? So, okay. So, Kayla, I think we're back to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Kayla Craig. And as Shannon noted, I am also in Iowa. I am in the northwest corner in a small college town. Totally not where I ever saw us. Um, living, but that's where we're doing ministry right now. I have three kids. I'm married to Johnny, who is an associate pastor at our church, and our three kids came to us um, via adoption. And or you know what? I don't even have three kids. I have four kids. My <laughs> life is that crazy. I was like I three. Have, I have I have two babies. Which and... one was really bad today, Kayla? Just tell us. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> My mind is just a little bit much. I think I need one of those beers that Christy has. I'll send you okay, some. Okay, let me start over. I have four children, and I <laughs> Joseph uh, came to us. I joke with Shannon that we kind of have, like, these mirror lives totally. for our kids. It's really weird. So Joseph came to us when he was a year, right at a year, via international adoption from Nigeria, West Africa. Then we had Asher, and he is three now. And then we really felt led to uh, adopt again. And so we started getting our home study ready and um, we wanted to be available and waiting. We really felt burdened for a waiting child. And so we didn't want to be on a, a waiting list. We just wanted to be available. We just really felt like a situation was going to come up. And so we put our home study out there to some, some foster organizations and some special needs organizations. And then we were waiting and hadn't heard anything. So we felt like we still wanted to grow our family again. So we had, we got pregnant with Abram and, and when I was 25 weeks pregnant with Abram, got an email about a little baby girl who was three weeks old and she was down by Lindsay in South Florida. 
and she was waiting for a family. She was in cradle care, which is like kind of like interim care through the agency as a child is waiting to be placed. And we put in an application and the next day we got the call. It was a week before Christmas and we got the call that we were going to be her family forever. And so we had Eliza in December and then in the beginning of April, Abram was born. So we've had a lot of kids in a short amount of time and it's really fun. It's really busy. It's really loud. Like Lindsay said, we get that whole like, oh, your hands are full. And it's funny because people usually see that and then they're like, oh, and then there's another one. (laughs) (laughs) And it's funny because, I mean, some of you ladies have more than four. So I'm learning from all of you. But I have a background in journalism. I studied specifically magazine journalism and totally followed the the go-getter like type A plan that I had and worked at Meredith Corporation, which is the publishing company that publishes like Better Homes and Gardens and Parents. And I worked in some health magazines there. It was a job where I wore like high heels instead of like running around barefoot, not knowing where my shoes are. So, (laughs) (laughs) but like Christy said, it's, it's this season. And so I've, I've been a a magazine, um, doing editorial. I have been a, a newspaper journalist covering business, covering the Iowa caucuses, which was crazy. So I've kind of done a lot of things in the writing realm. I blogged for a long time, probably six years, Mini Sparrows. I've, I've stepped away from that, not not necessarily for forever, but in this season, it just hasn't been my thing. But I did happen to, I don't know, a story for another day, but I also wrote a children's book that's going to be coming out soon that's called Just Really Joseph. So Yay. that is Yay. a bit about me. (laughs) And um, for all of you guys listening, we will have our show notes available so you can go creep on all of our blogs and all of our Instagram accounts and we can get to know you and you can get to know us. And um, that'll be at UpsideDownPodcast.com. And we'll remind you again at the end of the episode as well. But that's just a, a bit about all of us. You can see that we all have some some connecting threads and they all kind of overlap in different ways. And that's what I think is really cool about this group of ladies. So as we think about the upside down kingdom, it's kind of loving well in the midst of a broken world. And so right now I, I turn on the news and it feels like everything is just going to pieces, right? It just feels hard. It feels frustrating. It feels like I can't go on my Facebook and scroll down on my newsfeed because I either feel like anxiety or frustration or sadness and it's just been it's just been hard. So what are some ways that you guys are kind of tangibly bringing God's kingdom to your homes, to your communities? I think for us, Thad and I are just really spending more time walking in our neighborhood. Thad loves to walk, and normally he'll walk downtown. But last week and this week, he has really intentionally walked our neighborhood and engaged the neighbors that he saw. And we call it a prayer walk, you know, where you just walk through, and whoever the Lord brings into your focus, you just will pray for them. If they're in their yard, you'll go over and speak. And and for me, I'm being real intentional about sensing where the Holy Spirit's working and in engaging him there. Yeah, that's good. I, by the way, I forgot to share my blog name. It's a great parade.com. 
Um, anyway, it's so typical <laughs> of me to like think about it like 10 minutes later. Anyway, so we have started going to this community dinner. We live a couple of blocks from downtown, so we're always walking downtown. And there's a church in our downtown that hosts a dinner every night. And it's, you know, primarily geared to people who might not have dinner otherwise. But I, when I, I, Lori mentioned that we met each other at She Speaks. And when I was there, I was telling her like, I just need something to do. There's this dinner, but it's sort of like a soup kitchen model. And I kind of have issues with that. (laughs) And anyway, so now it's kind of funny because in retrospect, I'm like, yeah, but I could have, like, I can sit here and like gripe about it or I can just engage people, you know? So for our family, we decided to just go and instead of be serving like in the soup kitchen style to just go as participants and to eat our family dinner there and to sit with people we don't know and make friends. And that's been something that's been really life-giving for all of us Mm -hmm. and um, has been a really great way to level the playing field and just encounter people who are different, but who are also a lot like us, you know, underneath. Just sharing a meal. I mean, it's It's so humanizing just sitting at a table and yeah. 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 I love that. Shannon, one thing that we've started doing, so I mentioned that we're part of a team here in Miami. And so something that we're starting to do on Sunday nights is have what we're calling family dinner. And I'm sure at some point I'll get to share a little bit more, but our family and our team focuses on preserving the family unit and restoring families in our marginalized neighborhood. And so as the family unit is destroyed, there are no family dinners. And so what we started doing on Sunday nights is opening our home up and it's potluck style. So kind of like what you said, we're leveling the playing field. Everyone's contributing. And last Sunday, it was just really fun. We had a few teenage girls and I don't have teenagers yet and they kind of intimidate me. So I was just not really sure how it was going to go, but it was just our team and a, bu- a bunch of teenagers actually. And so some of the girls sat at our kitchen table or our dining room table and colored pictures with my girls who were four and six. And it was just really sweet to see them there with my girls and my teammates. And we just sat around and colored pictures and it wasn't anything, you know, that anybody would put in a newsletter, but it was just a really, a really sweet time of being neighbors and loving on these girls and having a meal together. Mm-hmm. That's great, Lindsay. I was talking to a woman in our church who was just really encouraging. Our, like I had mentioned, our church plant is pretty stable now, but you know there have been periods of time where we have not been sure if we were going to make it. And she, we were having breakfast. We were having breakfast together, and she said, "You know, now that you know we're growing, and there are a lot of demands coming from the people within the church, I want to make sure that you and Duff." know that your focus is not to be on having perfect church. Your focus is to be in your community, reaching people who don't know Jesus. And so please don't start spending all of your time trying to perfect church. Try Please mm-hmm. try to make like, please c- continue to keep your focus outward. And I, that was so freeing and so encouraging for me to hear and was just so in line with some of the things that I've been kind of working through trying to figure out how do we go about this, you know, from, from, you know, walking out our front door? How do we, how are we going to do this? And so that's kind of where I am right now, like thanking God for, you know, that message of 
freedom because it is tempting. It can be tempting to turn in and say, well, we'll take care of the church people and let let them do everything else. But that's just not been what we have said all along. It's not what we've wanted to do all along. And so we're kind of coming out of a crisis mode for several years. And it's a huge blessing to feel encouraged by the people in our church to, to stay outward facing. So, yeah. And I think that something about, you know, living the upside down kingdom is it doesn't always have to be big. Like the small can be big. And, you know, like Lori was talking about, like following the spirits prompting and the spirits leading, like sometimes those things can seem small to us and Mm -hmm. we have no idea what the repercussions of that are going to be, you know? Mm -hmm. And so something that we did this week is I, I was just talking to someone and I just, I don't know, got the sense that maybe they could use a friend. So just one night this week, she just came over and we just hung out and she hold a, held a baby and we just talked. And sometimes I think we forget the art of listening and just talking mm-hmm. and having conversation and um, the holiness of, you know, connection and relationships. So I just, I just want people to be encouraged. Like, you know, the big and the small and everything matters in God's kingdom, you know? And sometimes I need to be reminded of that. So not to... Well, yeah, to kind of just flip it all over on its head. Something that we were kind of talking about, something that has been popular and we've been seeing on Facebook and Instagram is kind of this describe yourself in three fictional characters thing. I love seeing people. uh, It's so entertaining. It's so good. It's so much fun, right? So we thought to kind of introduce ourselves this first inaugural episode, the pilot episode. We would go ahead and share our three characters, and we have not. Well, <laughs> I had to share. <laughs> I was filled with so much shame. I had to get it out. <laughs> so, Lori, why don't you go first? And I have oh, to gosh. say, these ladies and I—we've had a, a Voxer conversation going on. With if you don't know what Voxer is, it's just kind of this app that you—it's walkie-talkie. You can send messages audio messages back and forth and Lori shared her three <laughs> and I was shopping at a store that was super quiet and I started laughing out loud <laughs> I couldn't control myself so yeah Shannon and I were just we had happened to catch it live as Lori was giving her little confessional <laughs> it was so alright shoot well, you Lori ha- you gotta spill to the beans tell- well I have to just tell you guys I don't watch a lot of television Honestly, but I do have just this guilty pleasure on a Thursday night, and I'm so embarrassed, and I, I'm so fearful that you guys are not going to come back and tune in to our second episode <laughs> based on what I'm going to tell you. But oh, if I have to, I would have to say my three fictional characters that that are most like me are <laughs> Meredith Grey from Grey's Anatomy because she's super emotional and super in in touch with her feelings and how she engages people and what they're experiencing. And and she is quick to um, kind of fly off the handle and fall apart. And that, that is definitely me. The second character would have to be Olivia Pope um, from Scandal. And I say that only because, well, I, I would love to look like her, obviously. Because but you call your family gladiators, be honest. Absolutely. We're, we're the gladiators. But she can walk into a situation and assess it in 30 seconds and just get stuff done. And I... 
in my mind's eye, when I look at my neighborhood, I'm like, oh, that, that's not happening. No, we're going to like, we're going to walk across the street and we're going to fix that. And that is not always the right thing to do, but that's who I am in my mind. Um, and then the last, the last Lori person, wears the white hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the last person I would have to say would be from Downton Abbey. It's the Countess. Um, <laughs> Dowager. Yeah, uh, because she's really crotchety and really sarcastic. <laughs> And she does not hold anything back. I mean, her eyes tell a full story. And she is really quick to just cut you off at the knees. And <laughs> Lori, you I, seem so sweet to me. This surprises me so I, much. I'm super sweet. I, <laughs> <laughs> until I'm not, you know, until things just kind of rile me up, you know, like no maxi pads at the school or, yeah, you know, we this definitely person need doesn't to tell that food. story in a Do little while. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Y'all can unsubscribe now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Who's going to go next? Um, I'll go. So my, I knew my first one immediately, even though I've seen this one floating around a lot, so it's not super creative, but Elizabeth Bennett from Pride and Prejudice. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go the extra mile and say specifically the Kieran Knightley Elizabeth Bennett, which I know like Pride and Prejudice purists want to like flog me in the streets right now because you're not supposed to like that version, but I love it. And after I saw it, I was like, she kind of reminds me of myself. And my dad texted and she was like, he was like, she's so much like you in this movie. You need to see this movie. Um, So I think the stubbornness and like the appreciation of subtle wit, I really, I really resonate there with, with Lizzie. My second one (laughs) is probably from a movie that I'm the only one in the world that remembers seeing, but it was Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston. (laughs) It was, it's called Along Came Polly. Totally seen it. Do you guys remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought I was the only one, but anyway, so it came out when I was in high school and that was again, another one that I watched the movie and I was like, it's sort of like watching myself, except for she's way cooler and (laughs) dresses a lot better. But but she's just kind of like a little irresponsible and kind of flighty and just sort of, you know, nothing is really that big of a deal or that important. And that's kind of me. Like when we tried to do this call, it took me like 45 minutes to figure (laughs) Skype out. (laughs) And I was like, what's a server? I don't know what a server is. (laughs) But yeah. Well, okay. Lori, you have have to say what you were doing. (laughs) What do you mean? She doesn't know what she was doing. (laughs) (laughs) What was she doing? She was, okay, we love you, Lori. But she was, we couldn't figure out why we couldn't hear at the beginning. And she was talking into the earbud. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've I've recorded like four podcasts and that's what I always do. Has no no one one ever ever told you? (laughs) Never. Ever. So well, and meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm using earbuds that don't have a microphone on, <laughs> and I'm like, why isn't it working? Professional. Oh my gosh, we are we are a hot mess up in here. Um, so, my third one is Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz because I pretty much always am just ready to go home wherever I am. I'm just ready to go home, and you always have killer shoes. <laughs> well, I don't know. That's a stretch, but that's me. Very cool. Well, I can go next. I feel like you had such like very thoughtful characters, Shannon. I'm going to yes. take a totally different direction. So Do it. The first thing I 
was talking about this with my husband because I feel like sometimes I can't be super self-aware and I go the I'm like aspirational like oh I'm totally like this person and Johnny's like really Kayla (laughs) (laughs) so we both really thought that I'm like um Leslie nope (laughs) 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 because I like I love my people and I'm like really bossy as well. So <laughs> as you guys have probably <laughs> sensed this podcast, I'm like, I'm going to make all these binders and <laughs> very Leslie like. So yeah, love her. And I'm like her. I am also the next one. I is a little bit more, a little bit more serious. I'm going to take the drama route. And I feel like I'm a little bit like Tammy Taylor from Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Kind of that. have that, you know, that independent streak, but like look, I love my, you know, kind of that same thing. I love my people and love my kids and my family, but I'm going to I'm going to say stuff even if it it doesn't always sit well with others and I think that she she modeled that. I mean, you guys watch Friday Night Lights? Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it. Oh, oh yeah. so good. Blasphemy. That it's a total binge show. So Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's good like when you're nursing and you're up late and you want to watch something. So Or if you're at your friend's Airbnb and you don't have to go home. <laughs> right, right. And then my third is irreverence, Mindy from the Mindy Project. I Oh, I love Mindy. I mean, I I don't know. I just something about her is like like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I listened to her book, Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? And it was really good. I love that one. I didn't like her next one. Yeah. But I didn't like it either. Yeah. yeah. But I love the first one. Mm-hmm. I felt like we would be friends. I think yeah. like, I think that about a lot of celebrities, though. It's completely unfounded. <laughs> right. <laughs> like Justin Timberlake and I are like BFFs. I don't know. Justin Timberlake. Like, ser- yeah. I, it's embarrassing. Like, if I saw him, my reaction wouldn't be, oh my gosh. It would be like, hey, man. I've been waiting my whole life for this. Let's go <laughs> Yeah. Okay, do you want me to go now? Yeah. yeah. Go for it. Okay, so my first one, <laughs> I'm too old for this show, but I remember it, um, was Lizzie McGuire. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Nickelodeon show, and the reason I picked her, I don't know that I no, really... No, Disney, right? What? Was it Disney? Oh, maybe it was. I don't even know. I don't know. That was kind of my generation. Yeah, right. I maybe watched every episode. I'm sure. My my younger sister watched it. And so, (laughs) but the thing with this show is that Lizzie had this little cartoon version of her that was on her shoulder. And so, like, on the outside, Lizzie would react, like, somebody would say something and she would react normally. But then her little cartoon character would have this dramatic, like, ugh. Or like, like would, you know, do a forehead slap or would just like be completely laid out. And that is what goes on in my world all the time. Like my, it's not that I'm not expressive, but what, like how my little cartoon character would react is so much more dramatic. And so that I, I have said this to other people before this little three fictional character thing came out is like, did you watch Lizzie McGuire? Because that's what's going on in me right now. Um, (laughs) And so, well, I could come and just move in next door. And so then whenever you've had an episode, I yeah. could stand right beside you and, and get yes. exactly like the, <laughs> right. the right facial expression. You just would have to put a blonde wig on <laughs> and then we'd be good. And then the next one is Jess from the new girl, Zoe Dachanel's character. And the reason I picked her one, she's just 
super lovable, and so am I. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I picked her because she sings everything, and I sing I was just everything. Ask, you sing everything. I sing everything. So, like, we, my kids will sing, like, I'll, they will sing the songs that I sing. I will make up, like, sometimes if I'm tired of reading a book that they get really into, I will just sing. I'll be like, hey, let's do something new. I'm going to sing it this time, and I will cut it in half. Um, <laughs> And I will sing them this terrible, tuneless thing. But then it'll also be like, hey, we need to put our shoes on. And I'll start singing that. So that's the next one. And then I really debated about the last one. I'm going to stick with it, even though I was tempted to change it. But (laughs) so there's this old movie called The Little Princess. Does anyone oh, remember? Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Was that so, Shirley Temple? No. Well, you know what? There was a Shirley Temple version. That's not the one I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Um, this one was more recent than that. The main character's name is Sarah, and there are lots of ways that I'm not like her. Her dad was a wealthy army guy from Great Britain who she grew up in India. I don't have a lot in common with that, but <laughs> she, um, she is in this home for this uh, boarding school and she ends up kind of mothering all of these girls in this boarding school and she's a storyteller and her stories become really important to her and they become really life-giving to the people around her. And so I have always kind of like, I've loved, I love that movie. I've loved her uh, like that side of her and what her stories can bring to people. And that is something that I can really relate to. And then not that this has anything to do with me, but the ending of that movie is spectacular. So if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. You should watch it. So yeah, those are I my three. I feel so incredibly shallow right this minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just be <laughs> well, you shouldn't because yours were great. <laughs> okay, so Lindsay. Yeah. So did I you? Guess, yeah. No. So this is the point in which I confessed my ineptitude when it comes to <laughs> pop culture. I have heard of, I was trying to keep track. So I watched Grey's Anatomy, so I knew who Meredith Grey was. We did watch Friday Night Lights, and then I did watch The New Girl. So basically once a year, I watch television. (laughs) (laughs) Which means I, like, literally just complete, my brain is blank when it comes to picking any fictional characters. And I don't read fiction. So, like, and I think, Shannon, you said on Voxer, like, think of a classic book that you read. I don't read those either. <laughs> uh, in high school, you don't remember any of the ones no. you had to read. I also have the worst memory on the planet. So, like. Uh, that, I have one for that you. combined. Okay. You so, guys can diagnose me, maybe. Yeah, I've got one. Yeah, um, I, have, I have somebody for you, Lindsay. <laughs> Okay, I'll take um, it. Have, have you read To Kill a Mockingbird? No. What? Oh, okay. What? First of all, girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I bet you read it in high school. I love it. I don't think so. I was one of those people who, like, could just get really good grades and not do any work. So that was kind of my <laughs> That must have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> then I went to college and things got different. But that was kind of my MO in high school. So I was thinking, I mean, for all of you other other people who <laughs> have read to go, uh, that really kind of reminds me of Finch, Finch Scout. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now I for see sure. that. Now I have wait, to read it. Wait, Scout is the girl's first name. Scout. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it's an adorable name. 
I was thinking something completely different. I was thinking Betty Boop because you have <laughs> curly hair and awesome <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> oh, I know who she is. You uh, always yeah. wanted to be Okay. Anybody have a third one? I forgot to think of yours because I was trying to think of mine. Well, maybe maybe we can think of more and share them later. There you go. Yeah. So that is that's kind of it, and I think that this kind of summarizes, you know, the podcast. There's there's light moments, there's deep stuff, but kind of everything in the middle, and we just hope this is a conversation, you know. And as as we go forward, we have a lot of topics that we've been brainstorming. Anything come to mind that's kind of something that you're super excited about as as we look to the future? I'm excited to do. Um, I think we're going to kind of do a focus on each woman and hear a little bit more about her circumstances and her story. And I think that'll be really great to walk yeah. through. Yeah. And it'll give a lot of context as we move into other topics. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very excited. And our goal is to have a, a episode to share twice a month. And all of us have presences online. To find out more about all of us, you can go to UpsideDownPodcast.com and not The Upside Down Podcast because The Upside Down Podcast is a podcast about Stranger Things <laughs> and the Upside Down world of Stranger Things. Which so, is what Kayla has been warning us about <laughs> since the beginning. And then at the last minute, we checked and it was like, oh, they actually are going to do a podcast about the Upside Down. So just don't, I mean, you things. can totally listen to them, get your pop culture fix. Lindsay, maybe that's something you can check out. <laughs> I have no clue what you guys are talking about. <laughs> no clue. Anyway, check out UpsideDownPodcast.com. Learn all about us and our stories. Follow us on Instagram. We're starting Instagram, Upside Down Podcast. And not to be Upside Down Podcast, but just Upside Down Podcast. Find us there. We have a lot more to talk about. We're really excited. Thank you so much for listening. We're so glad. It kind of sounded like a comma instead of a period. Like pillow fight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I'm sorry. Thank you so much for listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>